right, I'm Jay. I'm back again for another one. And today I have with me... Joselito. What's good, Joselito? Good, good. Thanks for uh, inviting me for this review. I'm very curious of your thoughts and feelings about this new movie by Jordan Peele called Nope. Jordan Peele. I think it's very interesting how bold he's trying to be with his movies and his, his concepts and things. I think the first movie that he did, Get Out, was probably one of his more easier films to process as far as like what he's trying to say with them and connecting to people just, you know, right off the back. It wasn't like a whole bunch of, what did he mean by that or mean by this? It was pretty kind of straightforward in a trippy kind of way. And so everything he's been doing since then, like with us and then with Nope, is seeming like people are having different and mixed feelings and responses to to his films because even myself i had uh, mixed feelings about his movie us you know like i enjoyed it and everything but it wasn't necessarily my favorite and i think part of my feelings about that movie was the fact that was my expectation of what i thought was going to be i don't know if i fairly judged it but it doesn't help you feeling a certain kind of way wanting a certain kind of thing expecting a certain kind of thing and then getting something and then just trying to figure out how do i really feel about it and so sometimes when it be movies like that i have to see them more than once to try to work out my feelings about them now if i just don't like something i don't i don't even fool with it again but if it's like you know what is there something there let then sometimes i'll be like let me take another look or listen to see if it's something that um that i feel differently about it after another viewing or a discussion and with you being like a writer, like I said, I was very curious to see what your thoughts would be on this film and your take on it. So let's start off with, so what is your overall feelings about the film? I'm going to preface this by saying that I don't dislike the film. Mm -hmm. um, if I were to put it kind of like on a meter between one to a hundred, meaning below 50 would be dislike. I probably would rate this movie, I'd say, at about, like, in the 70s. I don't dislike the movie, um, but I'm disappointed where the movie went. And when I say disappointed, you know, in my view, I thought this movie had a lot of potential to be, like, the movie that would top Get Out in terms of just the concept and the execution of the premise of the story. That being said, uh, like, as I said, there's a lot of things in this movie that I, I wish were done differently, but they weren't. So I'll say that it's an enjoyable movie, but it left me wanting more. Okay. I enjoyed the movie. I ended up seeing it twice. Even though I enjoyed the movie, I'll be lying if I said that I understood the whole thing the first time. But I did end up liking it more than not liking it. I felt it was like a lot in there and it's kind of hard to unpack. And I think I was constantly fighting against what I thought it was gonna be versus what I was seeing. And I think it didn't help how the trailer was very misleading, even though it was, it was on point, but it was very misleading as well. Yes. Yes. You know, it was one of those few times where everything that was in the trailer was pretty much in the movie, but it just wasn't in the place that I thought it was gonna be. And so- Different context. Right, right. So it was very truthful, but very misleading at the same time. And I think it just took me a long time, majority of the movie to unpack as I was watching. And I think it just made it more work for me because of that. So I understood why the presentation was a certain way to get people in there. But then when you, like I said, depending on how you think and how your mind works, I was, constantly trying to unravel 
what I saw and expected versus what I was getting. Instead of just sitting there watching it, I was like, well, that, how does that fit? You know? So it was kind of work for me in a way, unexpectedly, but I did like it. And when I saw it a second time, when I kind of knew what I was getting into, it definitely made it a much easier and I got more out of it um, viewing it after kind of putting my guards down and my expectations wasn't as, you know, conflicted for lack of a better word, but I did enjoy it. And so with that being said, let's get into a deeper discussion as far as like, so what were some of the things that you were kind of expecting or what kind of just didn't, didn't click for you as far as like the story or whatnot? Okay. Can we say spoilers? Yes, we can. So this okay, is our spoiler perfect. section of the conversation. Okay, perfect. Okay. So the way that the trailer set it up or my expectations from seeing the trailer, I wasn't expecting it to be a horror, like a pure horror movie, but similar to um, M. Night Shyamalan's movie, The Village, where there's some, you're, you're facing this world where there's this mysterious outside threat. Um, and that's, you know, that's what I thought when I saw the trailer. And pretty much the movie was that. But I just thought that the execution could have been a lot better in terms of the creature in the movie wasn't started off as a like a, a kind of a menacing creature, but it kind of became just at the end of it, near the end, it just became kind of a hokey, a hokey thing where they're, they're trying to fool the creature and, and the things that they do, the things with the, um, the um, balloon, the balloon man, is that the balloon man, the one that gets the warning? Like the, so like the, the, the sky dancer things? That yeah, the sky dancer, yeah, because, the, yeah, for like yeah. the youth car lines. Exactly. Um, I understand, you know, obviously we all know why they were doing that and, and what the purpose they serve, but I just felt that it was kind of like I wanted, I was hoping that as I watched the movie that they would talk because they had set up the precedent prior to that creature with the whole backstory of um, the, what's his name? Uh, the he's, I don't think he has a name, Stephen Yoon's character. Yeah, his, he has his, a real name in, in that. Yeah, his name was Ricky Park, but his nickname okay, from the Park. show was Jupe, short for Jupe, Jupiter. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But how the flashback of when he was a child star in that famous TV show and the incident with the chimp, um, I thought that that would kind of serve as like a like a kind of a warning of some of what would come a parallel to what may happen with the with the um, the new danger the, the creature in the in the sky and and i thought that with his experience and, and what how he was able to survive and i and watching it i was actually it was one of the most tense yes and things and, and i thought that the, one of the great things about that movie was the whole thing with the chance you could have actually just um, he could have just done a movie right. just about yeah. leading up to the leading up to the thing with the, with the chimp, and then like and and from what I've read about uh, chimps, I'm surprised he wasn't killed too because 
from my understanding, if you stare at a, a at a chimpanzee, they're gonna take that as a threat. So yeah. I was surprised that he was. It was very very. That's probably one of the most tense yeah. scenes in the movies. Like and they, it was really well done. Where it just was. It felt like the studio where it shows that all the you know a dead like a dead body and it looks like it's all abandoned. It was very like almost yeah. like a zombie movie. It was like very very well done. And then and then it changes to um, this new threat. But then the new threat didn't seem as much of a threat as the actual flashback to the monk, the chimpanzee. So, okay. I mean, that's one aspect that I just wish that they did more with that because I thought that that was really, really a good setup. Yeah. But I thought that it didn't really do enough. And it, it feels like that uh, Juke didn't learn from that experience because he was still going to exploit the, the, the creature or he didn't know it was a creature, but he was going to try to uh, capitalize on it. Right. considering like what he went through with the I would have thought he would have learned from that but he yeah. didn't so and that's funny that you said that and and you know it's funny um just from our conversations I think a lot of times I think we we think a lot alike about certain kind of things or at least at least not exactly the same but the line of thinking and the way we catch certain kind of things because I, I felt the same way when I saw First of all, I wasn't expecting for the movie to start with a, you know, a monkey attack. I, I had no idea. At first, it's almost like, am I watching the right movie? Because I wasn't expecting to for that to have anything to do with the movie at all. But that explained where that, you know, that scary fist bump was coming from. Because I thought it was like an alien fist bumping a kid or something. But you find out it's a bloody monkey about to fist bump a kid. So I was like, oh, that's that scene. And it's just like... I didn't know it was going to be connected to this situation. And so like you, I noticed that, you know, the monkey was tearing everybody up and I was like, thought it was like the character Jupe was lucky that he didn't get, you know, destroyed as well. Because just like when the dad character came downstairs, you know, and he tried to chastise that monkey, the monkey was, was chasing him down and ended up killing him too, or, or mauling him as well. And so, but I did notice when they showed the perspective of uh, Jupe under the table, he had like this uh, yellow, like um, table cover that was slightly low on, on, you know, in front of his face. And so his eye level was being blocked by that. Um. That's, you can see through it, it's kind of meshing with yellow. And so you saw that his eye line was covered by that because when the monkey walked up to the, t to the table, under you know the thing he was underneath you could see the monkey's eye line was covered by you know through that mesh you, so you could see that the, he the monkey couldn't see his eyes and the kid could see the monkey but it was it was kind of like blocked okay because okay. even, even on the screen where they kind of show our perspective even part of the screen was like you know a quarter down that was covered by that by that tablecloth and i was thinking like that's kind of weird for him to shoot it like that because usually it's a clean shot. You don't block that stuff with that monkey walking towards you. Okay, but it so, was kind of low and blocked his eye line. Okay. okay, so okay, so I missed that. So now that you say that, um, and I and I and you know you bring it up, so then he he couldn't have learned because yeah, he yeah. would have he wouldn't have known as a kid. Yeah. He would have just thought, okay, just staring at him, nothing happened to him. Okay, so then that's he, the reason. Yeah. That weird, like just the fact, the weird randomness of that cloth, tablecloth, 
partially blocking actually saved him then and he actually didn't learn that's why he yeah. didn't learn yeah. because because he thought that staring is not didn't do anything so in the present in the future time with with the new creature you know what's it's not nothing's going to happen to me because yeah cuz he even mentioned that incident how he had um like almost like he had power over the other of over the beast kind of thing and and so he got this connection with this thing as well cuz that's why he kind of said that's, it as if that's a that's actually a good point that you bring up because now when i think about that maybe he thought that surviving that incident gave him some kind of a special not power but maybe it was like uh something that in his mind because mm-hmm. he served that survived that that there was something blessed about his life that would allow him to be able to to do this with the new creature and not yeah. worry about his own safety yeah because he might think he has favor over all creatures and stuff you never know it's funny how people be in in life and death situations i think sometimes people go through stuff it scares them into having like a certain respect for things right and they'd be like okay i'm never gonna mess with that again and then somebody else will go through the same thing and survive it and they think like i'm invincible you know they didn't yeah. learn the lesson they like oh well that just yeah. means it ain't my time to die so let me try some more stuff no that means you got away with it sit down leave it alone don't don't keep poking the bear yeah. consider yourself lucky but that just kind of goes to you know people's ego and stuff sometimes and how we think we're running stuff and we're going to do it our way and it doesn't always work out that way like you know we we mistake grace for power yes yes you know and it could be deadly if you, you know, got it wrong. So speaking to that scene, what did you think of that uh, that shoe that was just kind of sitting up there like that without falling over? One of the women that got mauled and she was laying there and the monkey was kind of beaten while she's on the ground. Yeah. Yes. One of her shoes was standing straight up on end. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> I, I don't know if that was meant to be anything other than just like something so horrific that there could just be a random random thing within the horrific event that maybe i don't know that some you can actually laugh at that like in the midst of the horror there's just why is this shoe just standing like that or just yeah i don't i don't know if there's any any meaning other than just the randomness of where something horrific is happening you'll notice something that just doesn't make sense why is this <laughs> Cause I thought I was seeing things right before, right? And I was like, well, that couldn't have been right. Maybe I didn't see it right. But later on when they showed Jupe at his ranch and then he goes shows the, the folks like the back room with the, you know, with the stuff from his set, from the set of the show. He has that same shoe in a, in a glass box standing up the same way it was when he saw it that day on the ground. Okay, so, so, so I'm like, okay, so that really was a thing. So that shoe was, it was okay. standing up the same way. I'm like, that's interesting. And he that's didn't mention it and say anything about yeah. it, but I thought it was weird that when they showed it, I was like, the, the shoe's still sitting up. Maybe that's also part of what I was saying earlier, or what and you had mentioned that the shoe standing up could have also been some, to him, like a signal of like some divine thing that that's the reason why he was also protected because this shoe shoe is a marker it shouldn't be doing this so maybe that's also something because he did keep it mm-hmm. as you said he it was in his museum and he did, hadn't changed the position of the way the shoe was standing mm-hmm. so maybe to him that was also a sign of um him 
surviving the event because some weird random divine thing as a shoe is is a signal for him like i don't know a message from god saying yeah. hey this is why you survived and i chose you to survive and this shoe standing oddly like this is is one of my hidden signals to you maybe that yeah. i don't know it could have been that because he did keep it like you said in his yeah. museum so he it must have meant something to him yeah and it probably also caught his eye line too because he was looking in the direction of it so he could have just been looking at it and that kind of kept his eye line where it was yeah. kind of like am i seeing that right you know and all that yeah. stuff is kind of happening in a weird way that yeah. kind of saved him in, you know. again yeah and again going back to what i was saying that in the midst of like a horrific event you're you're live you're witnessing a horrific event where you might be killed yourself mm-hmm. but it bits of that you can get distracted by the most random thing that in, in in the regular world of physics shouldn't be shouldn't be there should the shoe shouldn't have been standing like that because <laughs> in any normal situation where if it was the monkey wasn't even if the chimp wasn't even attacking you wouldn't do that but where a monkey's actually attacking somehow it's able to still right. stand up like that you know so yeah that's a good that's a good thing you mentioned that I totally forgot about that I totally forgot about that because I was so focused on just all this stuff like for me like that shoe wouldn't have saved me I would have yeah. been just like so focused on the, the chimp that I would have missed that shoe yeah, yeah if, yeah. I, if I were in it yeah like i said if it wasn't kind of like in the center of the screen like that because like i said it was just so much chaos and how could you not look at the monkey and all the stuff he was doing but that's the only constant that was going on with that monkey walking back and forth and knocking the hat off and hitting the woman's foot but i do also i agree with you when you say like that was just kind of showing that you know jupe didn't learn from the lesson or he got a different lesson from it other than the correct one because when he tested it against the new situation it didn't fare out so well it's a good thing you brought up the whole shooting in the present with the, with the new sky creature did you notice that there was anything like the shoe the shoe thing that happened in the present that didn't make sense because like i'm wondering if like you noticed it i didn't really notice it but i'm wondering if that had a would have had a significance in the future or if it's just was just isolated to just that past event to be honest, the closest thing I could say that I thought that was kind of like something that made me wonder, because that was an odd thing that happened with the shoe. And I thought another odd thing was um, like that praying mantis that kind of covered up the camera. Yes. Yeah. Right at the right time. I thought that was very suspicious as well. And I'm thinking like, is it like working with nature to, you know, and I mentioned this before I was talking with the fellas about how, you know, Aquaman summons fishes to kind of protect and do all this other kind of stuff. I'm thinking like, is that thing summoning things to kind of help protect this, you know, its cover, you know what I mean? From from like electronics, because he already has a thing where it kills all electronics and stuff. So would it be something that would always kind of, you know, in nature, that's kind of does stuff that it wasn't normally do. Because even, yes. even OJ mentioned, like, I haven't seen one of those in a long time. So for him to be outside with the horses and being that kind of outdoorsy kind of person, not to see one of those in a long time. And then the night that they trying to record that thing, it's being blocked by that thing. And as soon as that thing leaves, it, it flies away. Yeah. It's very it's, suspect. Yeah, it's it's also because I'm, I'm not too familiar with I'm a little bit familiar with praying mantises. But I just thought it was kind of odd because where they were in like the environment, 
I just don't see where there would have been any mantises in that. Right. Because if that did, they would be in a place where there, they would have like food to eat. That place doesn't look like it's like an ideal place. Again, but going back to what you're saying, maybe the creature somehow can manipulate or speak with nature and and use the mantis to its advantage. Or I think possibly just like that tabletop where you talked about the randomness of how it's covering maybe it's just a random micro event in the overall scheme of events where because that mantis randomly just was in the way yeah. it affected it, it affected that an, an outcome happened because of the fact versus like if it hadn't been there it would have yeah. been a, it could have been a totally different outcome and it could just yeah. be random just like with yeah. the tablecloth the fact that the tablecloth randomly saved them yeah. uh, from getting killed because of cover the eyes maybe the mantis was just a random thing that for some reason it, it was to the advantage of that sky creature in this instance yeah this this movie definitely had me thinking about the things that we take for granted to be random you know like running like all green lights or hitting all red ones it's like is this something else to that or is it really just timing or or you know or you go back to your house to you know because you think you left the garage door open so you go back to check it then when you go back it was just a car accident that was just right there or or something could have been in, in you know you could have been in the wrong place at the wrong time like truly we could be minutes away from anything bad happening to us and just because we decided to go left or right or go a different way home or got stuck somewhere a little longer than we need to be could have saved us from a situation because even i know for myself there's been times where something weird will come up and i have to not go somewhere or miss something and then I hear about something after the fact that's like, oh, I'm glad you didn't come, man. It would, you would have to see you back home anyway because this wasn't going on or happening anyway. So it's just, it's funny how um, this movie kind of plays with that and makes you kind of second guess how, how quote unquote random stuff could be more something to it than just it just being a coincidence. Cause we just, yeah. don't, we just don't know. Yeah. And if, when you put it that way, that puts the movie in a more favorable light me it, it raises you know i was saying like what is it like in the 70 percentage mm-hmm. of, of my approval now when you mention that when i think about i like the idea that if, if, if he'll had intended to show randomness to just play into the story that makes the movie i think better for me in the fact that it's not uh, a typical story like I don't, I love it when it's like the idea of like a randomness and where in a typical movie when they're trying to fight against whatever they're trying to fight against, they have a plan and then every, they don't even, most movies, they don't even account for a randomness to happen that could affect the plan. So when you bring up the, the idea of that this movie might have presented a randomness, that's even better because that means that the outcome you can't really plan for randomness and i like that i that's if that's the case in this movie that that's a good thing to have in this movie the randomness yeah yeah to me honestly this movie had to me even when i first watched it the first time it just seemed like it was just layered with so much stuff and i really think even though uh, i feel in the way that uh jupe's storyline was cut short and I and I heard that there's like you know it was a lot more shot, but they you know, you know had to edit and all that kind of stuff. 
But I think the main point of that was like what you said as far as, you know, being presented a situation and not learning the correct lesson from it and then thinking something or, or having the wrong interpretation, implementing that because of that interpretation and that getting you in more trouble. Um, and so even though it was a lot more I would have liked to have known or seen about Jupe and his situation, I think that with that part that we saw, it, it gave a it gave a lot considering how short it was um, as an example of 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 um, because I really kind of think, like I said, I think it's this moves about a lot of things. One thing for sure, I think it's about um, boundaries and um, and and respect, I guess you know, and oppression, you know, things like that. Um, think things that you think you have control over and you really don't and and that line and that boundary being tested and pushed too far and then you know the reaction of that thing because you you just pushed it a little too far and how everything is about balance and um and not giving things the respect that that they're requiring you know i think a lot of people a lot of things give respect based off of what they want to give versus what the thing you're dealing with is asking for, which could be two different things. You know, you could be like, treat me right. And they might be like, well, I'm showing you respect by paying you money. It's like, well, if you go too far, I'm going to say, screw the money and knock you out because I've told you what I needed from you for our boundaries to be okay. And you choosing to give me something other than what I'm asking for. And, and somebody thinking like, just because I have money and power and this right or that, is good enough and that animal that person or whatever is feeling like well that's not what i'm requiring from you and we're gonna have a problem <laughs> yeah yeah yes <laughs> so i so i thought that was definitely one of the one of the the tales in this layered in there it also with um today's world of spectacle which came up a lot even within the movie it came up a lot and about how you'll sacrifice everything for this shot or to you'll be in a situation where you're in danger and life is in danger or somebody might need you but instead of calling for help you're taking a video of a situation when that's the time you should be trying to help so what did you feel like the movie was about like like i said i thought it was about you know things getting pushed too far and it reacting and and you know oppression in a way and and respect and things like that so what did you take from it or what did you feel was one of the things or you got I was I, I thought that the movie uh, was trying to just show like a basic premise of how human beings can think that they're like the top of the food chain and how just something as basic as some new type of hunter um, that comes into the scene and endangers the previous species or animal that was uh, thought to be in that area to be the top of the chain. Mm -hmm. Actually, not anymore. Became you know becomes the the prey. Um, similar to the idea of when you have like when when they say not to bring in foreign animals from other places <laughs> to a new place and how that foreign animal just runs roughshod over because there's no there's nothing to stop it from no accountability or accountability yes i just thought that the movie was on just the basic premise of like biology where humans may have finally met like something that you know 
they have no answer for it and can just hunt them down and, and kill them. And, and I wanted it to be, I wanted the movie to be about that, where the premise, everything was set correctly, where the setting was kind of in an isolated area. So, you know, those are the best, like, scary movies where it's an isolated area, so you're not going to get a lot of help. Right. And what I thought, and, and this is a question before I forget, I wanted to ask you, when his father had got killed, was it because of the result of the creature? It was because of the creature, right? Yes, the creature, um, as we had, saw... Had, yeah, we didn't know what was going on before, but later on we start seeing after other couple times it did it where it excretes this, you know, all the stuff it cannot process. It shoots it out at a fast speed. Okay. And so you saw like where the horse got pelted with a key in the back of the horse. And you see like, you know, his father got shot through his eye socket when he's looking up um, with a with a quarter or a nickel or something like that. But it pierced his his eye went into yeah. his brain and, and killed him uh, from the sheer force of, of you know, the coins and stuff being shot out, out of the, uh, the creature. Did, did they indicate how long, when that, when that happened, like how much time had passed when the father had been killed to the present time? I think was, they had, I think it was kind of mentioned it was somewhere around six months, I think. Okay. Because that's when it first showed up and that's when you found out that Jupe was actually feeding that thing and he was you know pulling together his new show that he was going to present to the people okay so one of the things and and, may, and maybe the reason why similar to because one of the things that i wish this movie did was you know because they kind of set it up with the whole chimpanzee so the idea of like the wild chaos of a wild animal that humans are trying to train to use this for spectacle the parallel between the chimpanzee being in the show and in and, and the present with juke and trying to make sky creature into like the chimpanzee where it would be a spectacle and he you know capitalized on that monetarily i was hoping that if that if, if, if so if his father had been killed and it, it was at least a minimum of six months what i wish that the movie had done and it didn't do it this way was that if you want to establish a little bit of a tension and scariness to the idea of this creature they could have shown like where there'd be flyers random flyers with this this small town is like infamous for people just going suddenly missing i mean that could have been because because it's one thing where you have to if the creature hadn't been there hadn't killed his father meaning if the creature had just arrived and and then the movies about the, them dealing with the creature who had just arrived there to start you know eating people that's one thing but it's because of if there was like a time gap then they, it would have been interesting if they could have established that something is going on in that place because people some random people are like this you know they could have done something where you know, a curfew is set where they shouldn't be out, and then that could have added to the tension. But I, but they didn't really do that. So when I watched it, I was like, I was thinking, okay, so I'm assuming that the creature killed the father, and there must, and I thought it was like a year. So I, I mis, no. misread that. But there was still a there was a sizable time gap either way. It was more than a month at yes. least. But, yeah. So so we're okay. So. I'm thinking when they decided to try to film it, to catch it, I think I think that time 
with their dad passing and um and that situation where they're trying to catch it on film was close in time but i'm saying i believe that creature was there for at least six months because that's how long jupe was feeding it and trying to prepare his new show that's where i got the six month time but also if you notice they had a whole bunch of the news playing in the background and they was mentioning people missing and random things falling out of a plane and that's what they said killed his father so the news is being used um talking in the background kind of saying what was going on like they mentioned something like a flash flood and people missing and different things or or a storm or and they thought it was kind of weird so it was almost kind of like the news how they spin stuff in the back you know where they might know something bigger happened but they didn't they don't really say what it is so they say oh it was just a tornado that came through or a sandstorm and all those people were just end up missing or they evaporated or just some kind of crazy answers to stuff just it's so much crazy stuff that happens that we just brush off. Now I'm not talking about we as in we, I'm talking about we as in the media and the news, how they give a simple answer to something that's definitely more complex than you would think. And then they just give some kind of, you know, one line answer to what it was, you know? Um, and so I even have a theory that, you know, the government and the media and stuff, they knew about that thing because when the TMZ guy showed up, and he was saying yes. like he wanted to film, he wanted to see for himself because even on Google Maps, they blurred it out in that area. And so he had to come down there and see for himself. And I'm thinking like, why would Google Maps blur out something that's not there? Why would they, you know what I mean? So it's just like the news is giving misleading information. You got the Google yeah. Maps blurring out the area where stuff is happening. And you think that people are just missing and stuff like that that it wouldn't be no big investigation and the government wouldn't be trying to figure out what was going on. It's almost kind of like how all the like missing children, it's almost nonchalant and to the point where if it's not that big of a deal, why is it not a big deal? Because it is a big deal. And so if you don't see people running to fix it, you know, do they want the problem to continue? You got to kind of yeah, question why things are broken and stay broken. That's a good point. Now, if you if you put that idea, I would think that the government's not necessarily like involved where they somehow created future, but maybe they're allowing. If if yeah. I think a bit of the government theory, maybe the government is allowing the creature to be able to eat, and eating at that town is better than like in a major metropolis area exactly. because nobody's gonna know about that exactly. town. So like, let let it do its thing there. Because you notice that it doesn't go. Isn't there that nearby, more populated area? Yes. There's that that there's that area that's more populated. But I, but I was thinking, how come the creature doesn't just go there? There's like more people in that populated area. You know? And they're not too far from Hollywood. They're in near Southern California, so there's plenty of places that thing could go to. So, like I said, I just kind of think like some evils. I think society let it be. You know what I mean? I just truly think that, and in some kind of way even though it's unfair, it's kind of like balanced in a way, you know what I mean? Like some stuff just got to be wrong to keep something else in service. And it's, yes. it, it just depending on what side you're on, on it, you know, like we get our computers, but then some children are, are being, you know, slaved out to do that. It's like, it's these costs that as long as you're not paying for them, they're okay. You feel bad about yeah. it because you know they're wrong, but we, we let evils happen for convenience and for, yeah, I guess convenience for convenience. Yeah, I, I like the idea though if, that you bring up about the government somehow knowing about it and maybe being complicit. 
because if that's the case um, this movie even like gets better <laughs> even better for me because not necessarily because the government is somehow involved or not involved but the fact that it's a possibility but they don't really bring it up because in a lot of movies it's like the people that are trying to save the day somehow they get all the answers I always hate that like they're able to get all the answers and they all the government but this is more realistic where like if you're really in this situation all you're doing is trying to survive right and find the, the, the quickest way to either survive or like get rid of what you're trying to fight against so you're not going to be able to dig deep enough to know wait a minute the government you know you're you're not no. so all you're trying to do is self-preservations they like it's like it's too convenient it's like it's they're figuring these things out but if that is the case where the government is somehow involved but we don't it's not really said but it's kind of implied that makes the movie even more interesting doing it that way right but how would it be any different than how you know the government treated ufos and stuff and they just did that footage stuff that they just after all these years they start showing you know some of that footage and that's still not all of it but you know how many years that they went saying that it didn't exist and it was you know in area 51 and all that kind of stuff there's a lot of stuff that the government doesn't really say and we don't know but if they could be that tight-lipped about that kind of stuff then how's that any different than how the movie would handle it yeah i just i i just wish that this movie like because i was so intrigued by this creature yeah. i just wish that there was more um like something where not that i wanted something where it, because how one of the parts that i liked about this movie in terms of the creature mm -hmm. was when it sucked up when it sucked up those people right and so it shows like that weird tunnelish mm -hmm. that it almost looks like you're inside like the i guess it's the gut i don't know what it is but yeah. it kept showing that when it was empty that mm -hmm. when the people were inside it they're all screaming i just i thought that was really effective and that like yeah. really added to the uh, horrific thing but I wish that they did something else. I mean, it would have maybe would have pushed it over the edge where the people are all screaming. All of a sudden, you kind of see them like there's some group that goes over them, and then they're yeah. just like screaming because they're being like literally getting digested. That might have pushed it over that, the edge, but yeah. something where it's just like supposed to the, the idea. It's almost like the idea where it's a giant bacteria and like the horrificness of seeing something so foreign like an animal right think, in front of us i think in that situation less was more and that um it would have turned into a whole different kind of movie if they would have kind of showed that because really it was bad enough when we saw the the blood rain and the pieces of bone and the keys and all the other kind of stuff so that kind of shows you and, and, and also how long it takes for it to digest because you would hear in the sky, it's like a roller coaster, people just screaming and flies over your head and screaming and just like, is that well, a roller coaster? I mean, coaster? They, already, they, they already had like the chimp. I mean, that was pretty bad as it is. But why, even with that, stop? okay, so the people that got mauled and beat by the chimp, they was either behind the desk, they were behind the door, they were on the other side of the wall. Implied violence. Yes, so you never seen it. You never seen it. And to be honest, I don't think they could have showed anything that would have been worse than what I thought was happening from it moving up into that thing. And you see like something that looked like something organic or bones and stuff I'm like that thing is. So what did you think when you realized that that thing was not a ship and it was a thing? 
it was an actual creature. What do you think of that? I I like that idea. I really like that idea. But again, I just I just felt like the execution. Like I was I wanted the execution to be more like this would have been hokey. But for example, like you have like somehow some one of the characters you set up a, a precedent where one of the characters during the beginning of the movie and throughout the movie just happens to randomly know like about animals certain animals and just randomly says stuff about animals and so and then you could they could have a scene where they could talk about a certain like say like a starfish something it won't be the same thing as a creature but something that almost parallels like the behavior of the way this creature is to show to add to that tension of like this is something biologically different than what we're like like again the whole idea where i said that you're bringing something that shouldn't be brought because once it's brought to a foreign place it's going to just there's no opposition and it's just going to take over and there's nothing going to stop it that's the same thing with this creature it's like it's it's literally in a playground where nothing is going to be able to stop it it's just going to be able to have its way and eat whenever whatever it wants to eat and yeah. i wish that they i wish they did more in terms of the biology i wish they did a little bit more it didn't seem have to go into detail but once they established that it was a, a creature versus like a ufo with aliens inside it i wish they dealt, dealt a little bit more with like the something with the biology they don't have to go into detail but just something to infer because they were kind of already doing that with the chimp you yes. are kind of being put in this uh, um setup where humans are you know we're obviously we're animals too but we're like evolved to a point where we can separate ourselves from and like the chimp with the chimp will do it's not can't be tamed that's yeah. the same thing parallel with this with the sky creature it's literally a feral creature just coming to a place and eating doing what it naturally wants to do and eat and also in the flashback his father said that to to OJ saying like some creatures can't be tamed they got to be broken but they can't be tamed so even that was said in the flashback but but what you're saying like i said i thought that was covered with the you know with the situation with the monkey and then i also thought it was covered with with OJ and him dealing with the horse Cause it, was um, always, it was always about the eyes and not looking them in the eyes and and also the proper protocol with the treatment of animals because you, you would hurt you hurt like even in real life where the monkeys on sets wasn't treated right or, or engaged the wrong way or even with horses they're buck on you if you don't walk around them the right way or if you don't so it's almost like these rules are being laid out respect respect do not because even because even you saw how the horses come in the beginning of the movie when the horse is on set and everybody didn't listen to everything that was being said this is the protocol for dealing with a horse don't put it in front of his eyes they put it in front of his eyes don't don't walk behind a horse like that they walk behind a horse like that every time they didn't listen to the rules of that animal something bad happened even when they were guided by somebody who understood and told them the rules and nobody listens and then they got what they got because of it yeah and so if anybody, OJ was the person or the person that was more into reading what was going on. Cause even at night they'd show him looking up at the sky. It's like trying to figure out how this thing is moving, what it might be and how it might be, you know, all these kind of things. Cause he even kind of did a correlation with the, you know, staring at it and that causing it, causing it to, you know, 
see him in attack. That's why he knew about the shades and even how to use it against him. Like if you wanted to lure him in, we'll put these sky dancers with these eyes moving and stuff to, to kind of draw it out. So even he knew in nature, he figured out his nature enough to even use it against him to even to try to draw him out to, you know, get a picture or get or get some footage of it. So if anybody was there that was kind of connected and kind of understood creatures and maybe what they would need um, or not need, it was OJ. And he used those things to kind of deal with it and to get from it what he needed from it. But it wasn't necessarily like Jupe who was trying to, like I said, he didn't understand how the horses would deal with it. He didn't understand, you know, that it wasn't safe for everybody to be there. You know, he was more concerned about people not filming it. So he, you know, so he couldn't sell the show more so than not looking at it. Cause really he could have had like, you know, who knows little mirrors and say, Hey, it's like looking into an eclipse, use the, use a special box where you don't look exactly at the sun and the, you know, the moon. Could you mess up your eyes? You could look at it this way. He had no, no, he was just worried about the money part of it. Like just don't take a money shot because I want people to come have this experience and see it for themselves. And that got everybody killed. Yes. Got everybody killed, not understanding what was needed by the thing that it was dealing with. And so, like I said, so I, I felt like OJ kind of covered that and all that stuff with the eyes, looking into the eyes and I don't know necessarily, maybe even submitting in a way, you know, because it almost got to almost a pissing contest between OJ and that and that creature uh, towards the end to the point where it started even puffing up when it wouldn't when OJ wouldn't back off and they kept messing with him. They put the plastic horse up there. He can't digest the horse and is messing with it. You know, it's just like to the point where that thing was trying to flex on it and show that it was bigger and tougher, more so than just saying, screw it. I'm not waiting for him to look at me. I'm going to just get him. But, yes. it's, but it's almost like that, th that creature was stuck to his nature. Like, I can't get you until you do this. Even though I'm mad, I need you to give me what I need so I can get you the way I want to get you. You know, it, yeah. wouldn't even, it wouldn't even go outside its nature, and, yes. and they and they and they used it against it. So yeah, yeah. So. Well, that's one of the, that's one of the things I do like about the movie is that you know, in most movies, I don't like whenever the creature or the opposition in, in a movie will do something contrary up to the point of that where they're consistent in acting a certain way, and all of a sudden they'll do something that they didn't do before. I, I yeah. hate that. So yeah. I do like that this creature although it was daunting for them to defeat it there was it still had to abide by its own rules of how it behaves meaning it didn't it didn't go away from that i like that it's, it's a consistency yeah. thing that with stories sometimes for the sake of like to add to the horror spectacle they'll make something contrary to what it was doing before which is just a cheat in my opinion so i'm glad they were consistent at least with that yeah, and they acted like an animal, like a dog or a cat, especially a cat that's pissed off and you didn't change his litter box and it just crap all over the place. It crapped on the house. It was pissed, you know? So it, you had to, you know, dump all that stuff and it dumped it over yeah. the house just to, yes. to show its disdain, you know? It's not like the, you know? So it's interesting how it was kind of familiar in his mentality in a way, but it was just like, it was a sky shark basically. And, um, Manta, or like a manta, or something like yeah. that. Manta, or something. But I, th I thought it was, I thought it was brilliant how he gave us a UFO movie without a UFO in it. You know, I thought, you know, and, he, and instead of the tractor beam, 
it did this swirly thing that sucked up stuff so it wasn't attractive yeah. thing, but it's really a whirlwind that the thing made organically and sucked people up so it gave you everything you would think would be an alien ship but it wasn't an alien ship and i thought after all these years of all these movies and ufo movies i have never saw that before and people like disappearing and they're not disappearing because they you know got put into a, a ship and the aliens took them to their planet they don't come back because they got digested yes so you got all the trappings of a ufo situation but it's not you know for all we know you know that thing has just been always been here it's a equivalent to a well as far as we know because just because you know if you're not there to tell the story it wasn't there and i think that thing probably stays around until it clears house or you know because if, if it ever sees any evidence of anything seeing it then it would you know take you out so i i think that um was it dead man tells no tales? <laughs> so yeah. it probably could survive a long time if there's no witnesses. Yeah. Hey, we're going to stop this conversation here, but we're going to hit you back with another one soon. It's Jay. If you enjoyed my conversation with Joselito, check out our conversations where we talked about the movie The Norseman, Everything Everywhere All at Once, as well as the latest Dune movie. Thanks for listening. Until next time, peace. Thanks for listening, and please like and subscribe. Be sure to check out past and future episodes of this show, along with my other shows entitled The Movie Bench Quarterbacking Podcast and The J and Podcast, available now on all streaming platforms. Until next time, peace. peace.